Psalm 20, I titled this message, New Year, New You, You Can Do It. Uh, so whatever it is, we're going to make it a God-sized goal. You're going to paint a target in your mind. Uh, you need to invite God in, uh, in that equation because if you can do it on your own, you don't need God. Uh, but in 2023, we're going we're gonna to set the standard high. 20 verse 7 in Psalm. And I'm going to read two verses. We're going to break it down. Got a great video for you after this. Uh, action-packed. Uh, service. Thank you for being here. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. They collapse and fall, but we will rise and stand upright. It's just what it is, is it's a psalm about going into battle. And I don't need to go into the theological debate if it was just for the nation of Israel or it's during the battle of Armageddon or whatever it is. We know it's a battle psalm. We know David wrote it. God anointed him to do it. Um, let's get back to the things that you've trusted in that have failed. Your, your truck or your car or your whatever, your politics, whoever it is, all the worldly things will fail you eventually. It's just a matter of time. And, and some, some people, Troy, they're like, well, uh, will you even disappoint us? Uh, I, I won't try to, but I probably will. Amen. It's just a matter of time and in, in, in all that. So that's we're, we're talking about worldly things. Uh, so I don't think people generally want to make each other mad, but we do because there's that element of humanness. Uh, so let's go back to the text. So it says, the, and obviously it's, it's, it's seasoned for the time because people did war with chariots and horses and all that kind of stuff, and, and now we drive trucks and cars and all that. It says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Amen. Uh, at, my, at my farm or my ranch, we have trained equine. Say that with me. Trained equine. Until you want to go ride them. And say that we, say we got a good horse. Everybody's got a good horse. Say we got a good horse. Oh, and Tony, we got great horses. And then you go out to catch them. And they, see, what they have on their mind all day long is I'm eating with my pals. I'm going to eat hay all day, and then you decide to come out, and you're going to saddle me and want to ride me. So I did that the other day. I went out there in, in, in my pen, and Pastor Aaron's horse is over here, and I said, I'm chasing. So my one horse, he just goes around and around and around. It's, I'm glad that my trust doesn't lie, or my salvation doesn't lie in a, in a thoroughbred or a quarter horse. Because they'll always let you down right when you brag on them. Say this with me. They're bomb-proof. No, they're not. And everybody always says that when they're trying to sell horses. They go, oh, he's bomb-proof. And I go, no, he isn't. He's bomb-proof until a bomb goes off. So it says, they will collapse and fall, but we rise and stand upright. So let me tell you about that. Go back up in your Bible to verse 6. Uh, and here's, here's, the, um, here's the, the hook. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. Anointed means to be touched, or it's, the actual definition is smeared. So back then, when these guys would go into battle, Lisa, they would be anointed with oil in the Old Testament, and that would be symbolic of the Spirit of God resting on them when they go out into battle. So you may need to... You may need to get geared up in the morning before you go out into battle. 
And trust me, if you're a Christian, there's a battle out there in the world. And if the devil can't have your soul, he'll try to ruin your witness. And we know that he can't have your salvation because if he could have your salvation, he had already took it by now. Look at your neighbor and say hello. If he, if, if he could have your salvation, he would already took it from you because he don't like you being saved. So this anointed is, as born-again believers in the New Testament, it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yes. Let me say it again because only these guys responded. <laughs> it's, the anointed is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's when God has, has, that's when God has touched your life and made a difference in your life. Amen? Um, let's pray right now. And I'm going to quote a scripture to you. And it comes from 1 Corinthians 1.18. It says, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us... It's the power of God. Father God, we thank you that we have the living power of the Holy Ghost, the third person in the Trinity living inside of us. We have an ironclad witness for the lost world. And we pray today, Father God, all we pray, that if there's someone here today or someone at home that is not born again, that they would receive the free gift of salvation in your son Jesus and our Savior. And Lord God, our prayer today is that you would bless the offering in 2023, Lord God, and believe that with your help, we can accomplish all things. And we give you the glory in the mighty name of Christ Jesus, his church says amen. amen. Let's applaud the Lord together. Let the basket go by. Turn off the lights and we're going to roll this video real quick. Got a surprise for you. All that how few professing Christians read the Bible daily or pray. And even more appalled at how few have daily devotions. I don't know how we can claim to be Christians and not have any walk with God. I'll tell you, if you lived in Czechoslovakia and you were a Christian in East Germany, that would be the one thing you'd do every day. You'd pray. People ask me, do I feel that people are deeper in their faith in those countries than here? I say yes. Where the pressure is the greatest, that is the deepest walk with God. We have pressures, you have pressures, a different kind of pressure here. But we need men and women who walk with God. And if you do that, you too can finish the work that God gave you to do. Shall we pray? You've taken care of your physical needs today, but none for the soul. And the soul is going to live forever. The body dies and goes to the grave, but the soul lives on. And you've spent all your time feeding your body, but none for the soul. Now, how do you feed the soul? What is the food you give to the soul? It is reading the Bible, the Word of God. And I don't care who you are. You cannot live a victorious life if you neglect Bible reading and Bible study. Every time a person comes to me and says, I'm not getting my prayers answered, I have no victory in my life, I have no joy in my life, I don't have the peace in my life that I know I should have as a Christian, I ask them one question. Are you reading your Bible daily and studying your Bible? 
usually the answer. They bow their head and say, no, not very much. God has a message for you in this book. Read it, study it, meditate on it. So, you know, I, I've been preaching that, I think, as long as I've been preaching, you know, about the, the Bible, and, uh, and, it's, and it's on our bulletin. Uh, if you grab your bulletin, if you don't have one, get one before they put it on your fridge there. I said, pray, read your Bible, and uh, be at church. And uh, I had the ladies put that on, uh, on the bulletin on purpose, because I just believe in that. Um, and then you hear, you know, many preachers, a lot of preachers saying that. And Billy Graham, so when you hear that message, uh, you know it's got to be true. The guy has preached this message all over the world, maybe a hundred times over. And millions upon millions have been saved under his ministry. And, and what is his message? Basically, it's just Jesus saves. And, and, and you don't really need to add anything to it. But if you don't have any power in your life, you'll have to go back to your prayer and your Bible study and your, and, and your coming to church. And, and, and I always say this, and I believe this. I'm going to say it again. If there's a, you could only do one thing, it's come to church. And everything, everything from there will take care of itself. I promise you. So... We're sitting around in our quiet time. I'll tell you what, rise up and we'll pray and then we'll get in. I'll, tell, I'll get into some. Lord, we just pray. We ask for you to anoint the message today out of Ephesians. And I pray, I think there might be a lost person here today. And I pray that you'll save them. And whether they're on live stream or whether they're here in the sanctuary, I pray that you grab their hearts and you, and, you, and you shake it and awaken them through the power of your Holy Spirit. Father God, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, you may be seated. Go ahead and applaud the Lord just for the heck of it. So we're sitting around, and we, we always talk about service after service on Saturday night. Me and sis and, and mommy and... We was in there and talking about it. She said, you know, Dad, she said, it's so true what you were preaching about last night. People want the breakthroughs and they want the, all the things of God and they want to be able to lay hands on the sick. And she said, I was listening to a preacher online and whatever. And she said, you know, we want this anointing of the Holy Ghost and want to be full of the Holy Ghost. He said, she said, but first you've got to be filled with the Word of God. Amen. You can't be full of the Holy Ghost unless you're full of the Word of God. And that's something that you and I can do daily, and it's something we can grow in daily. So remember to paint that target in your mind, or maybe even write it down in your bulletin or the front of your Bible or something, and, and invite God in it today, because we're going to pray about that at the end of the service. But watch this, class. You're going to have to get rid of the old man. And I'm not talking about your husband. The old person. Say it with me. We have to get rid of the old person. Because he, the old person likes to come up every once in a while. We'll talk about him too. He likes to rear his ugly head at the, at the most horrible times. So let's go into 
Uh, and I got some funny stories for you I think you'll, you'll like when we get up there into them. Ephesians 4, let's go. Uh, let's just do 4, 22 through 24, and we'll go back, and I'll, I'll tell you what's going on here. It says, To put off the old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So the Apostle Paul's writing this, uh, this message to the church in Ephesus from a Roman prison. And right there, be renewed by the spirit of your mind. You could also, uh, DeBerry, you could also put in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. That'll go hand in hand like a hand in a glove right there. My mind's going to be renewed. My spirit's going to be renewed. All things in my life are going to be renewed. Uh, I have to get rid of my old friends and my old stinking thinking and put this on. Verse 24 says, and put on the new self. Or say, put on the new man or the new person. Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. So what God wants is not the same dream you had in 2022. He wants a fresh dream. Say fresh. Man. It's, it's like fresh coffee and fresh donuts. Amen. And, and we was in between. We had to... Uh, we was going looking at some things out there in Troy, and then we had service, and, and, and sis said, well, let's go to a coffee shop and get some coffee. We get in line at this one coffee shop up there in Troy, and man, the coffee was, say it with me, it was fresh, and it was good. Anybody know, talk about, wouldn't know what I'm talking about? That kind of, and I'm, it, it, it was like they almost stuck something in the coffee. It was that strong, it, it, and, and, and it got me excited to know that I can get excited about small things still. We just watch this. We just pulled over in the parking lot and we sat and we talked and we laughed and then we went off to service at 5 o'clock. So the, the, the smallest things in life are some of the most precious. If you can't get excited about that, then you, you need to continue to be praying to the Lord and believe that he wants to bring fresh stuff into your life. Like fresh donuts or fresh bread. Say it with me, fresh bread. Oh, a Texas Roadhouse. I eat that as the fresh bread as a meal and the steak for dessert. So don't hate me. And don't, and don't mistake my passion for arrogance when I start to preach today. Because it's, it's going to get wild in here. I promise you. Uh... And get rid, I just got some notes, I'm going to read them to you. Get, get away from dream stealers and old patterns. You might even have to change how you drive. Because some of the, some of the places you used to go, you don't need to go anymore. Where's the hallelujah section at? Don't need it, watch this, don't need to drive by there anymore. Amen. We don't we don't need to go by there anymore. So the old patterns, we need we need to leave them where they're at. We're gonna to continue to pray, read our Bibles, and go to church. Go up into 417 and we'll we'll disclose what this whole thing is about. This is about your new life in Jesus, and and maybe you ain't been saved, but we're gonna believe that you're gonna get saved before you leave. And I gotta be honest with you, Burger Six people got saved last week.
Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. Remember when your heart really got hard and nobody could get through it. And, and I'll talk about how it got that way when we get to the end of the chapter. It can, Big Steve, it can get so hard it's, it's you know, like arithmetic. I... Arithmetic was always a struggle for me, and so was school. But anyways, you'll get it in a minute. They have, verse 19, they have become callous and have given themselves over to sensuality and greedy practices of every kind of impurity. But that is not what you learned in Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old self. So here we go with putting away the old person, which... Uh, which to your former manner of life is corrupt through deceitful desires to be renewed in your spiritual minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. So, um, you know, I, I think sanctification's a process, and I think God's working on everybody uh, that calls on the name of the Lord. So if, if he's not done with you yet, that's okay because we're all still work in progress. Some of us resist a little more, and some of us are a little more willing. You just happen to be married uh, to the person that's a little stubborn along the way. It's, you know, a funny part about this is, is the people that are in, in good graces in their, in their marriage, they're looking at each other kind of smiling, and the other ones are like, oh, yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you hear him? Oh, you do this with me. You should have heard that message. Did you ever pull, walk out of here and go, man, I wish so-and-so was here. They needed that message. <laughs> no, you needed the message. You're the one with the attitude. I need somebody to say something to me. You, I'm, just, I'm just preaching. Oh, this is going to get sticky. So just, well, I ain't even got to the good stuff yet. So it's renewed in your mind, verse 24, and put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth about his neighbor. And I'll just say, does it build the person up or does it tear them down? You want me to keep moving? <laughs> if it ain't building anybody up, why do you need to say it? Here's what I'm telling you with your Facebook and your tweets and all that. Wait for a day or two, and you probably won't say what you think you're going to say now. Say this with me. I shouldn't have said that. And just let it marinate right there. Amen. We're doing a counseling session. This is the one that's going to get weird. Verse 26. Be angry and do not sin. And do not let the sun go down on your anger. And remember, when we get to 27, that I told you if the devil could have your salvation, he had already took it. And I heard a guy say that. I can't remember who said it, but I'm just copying it. Let's go back to your anger. And I told you about the guy cutting you off and everything and all that. There's nothing worse than somebody cutting you off and then you cut off and you get in front of them. 
And I told you about the guy's battle with the guy coming on the down ramp. I can see people coming on the down ramp before they even get on the down ramp. I look at them getting ready to come up to the overpass at the light there to make sure I got it in my mind. See, I got, I got worldly goals too. And it's to be ahead of that guy driving that truck right there. I'm just going to be honest. I'm confessing it today. I know my truck's faster than his truck. Because I will say it with me, boys. I had some work done on it. I did. I had some work done on it just for those reasons. It may not look like much, but when I step on the gas, buddy, it rolls. And I'm going to show him at the top of the, yeah, top of the hill there. And if he gets to jump on me, it won't be for long. Girls are going, man, what the heck is this guy talking about? I'm talking about horsepower. It's true. And you're married to that dude, man. Amen. And my wife would go, keep your eyes on the road. Oh, I can't keep my eyes on the road when he's trying to steal my place. Oh, there's a battle going on. It's between good and evil. I'm good and he's evil. Applaud and I'll move on a little bit. Ask me to tell you about anger and I will because that's what it's about. Ask me. All right, I'll tell you. I got to tell you a story. I don't know if I told you this, Burger, but I went to play bingo the other day. Oh, yeah. I've, I've reached the A's hit, man, where people look at me and they go, he's a candidate for bingo. <laughs> it is. You'll be in that circle one of these days, kids. Never played bingo in my life. May never play again. But I just wanted to experience what all people my age do. And you got to be like my age and then up. There are people in there that are not. I met a guy that was 90 plus in there. So we get in. I'm going to talk about anger for just a minute. We get in, and I'm not a pro. I'm an amateur. I haven't got my pro card. I was with the Finchers and the Steigers and me and my wife. And we're at a table, and there's three families there. So there's six, six people there, and you know you're an amateur when six people can fit at a table. Because when you're a pro, I was sitting next to a lady that was 85, and the whole table was hers. She was sitting at the whole table, and it's not uncommon to do this. Now, I know the biker culture and the cowboy culture, but I don't know the bingo culture at all. And I was probably improperly dressed. And I walked in, and they're like, oh, we can tell you're an amateur. Because, Scott, when you come in, you need the bingo party kit and they got they got a bag and they carry all their lucky charms in there and the different colored dabbers oh and they put and they can work more than one card easy three four well here's where the angry part comes in i'm just dabbing away baby my wife's like are you even paying attention i'm like well not a whole bunch so I just think you can dab whenever you want to dab. Well, all of a sudden, I call out, bingo! Oh, oh, oh. 
And I, I mean, that's when the pros get up out of the chair. Say angry with me. Say angry. angry. Oh, they're angry. And like uh, the one lady, she sprung. She might have been 80, but she leaped up like a cat. And she ran over to my table. She goes, did you uh, say, ang- uh, did you say bingo? And then like they pull some of- official out of the back room. And he walks up, did somebody say bingo over here? And I'm not really that scared, but everybody at my table is. And I'm like, man, I, the bingo police came out of the back room. Oh, dude, I mean, they're, Terry, they're on me. And I'm like, man, this is gonna, we're going to throw down in here. We're all going to end up in the hospital. Oh, they're mad because it was a false bingo. They drugged me to the back, and I went to confessional, and I came back and... No, it, oh, it's, it's, it's angry. But you know the funny part of it? I mean, they were there. The officials were there. And uh, two moves later, I got bingo. <laughs> Have a drink. Say it with me, that angry. True story. And, you know, I had some kids. You know, after I get done preaching, they're like, dude, man, we need to hang out with you. You're like a wild man. You know, and, and, and after, you know, like when you're, I tell you, we're like, we're like empty nesters almost. We're like, uh, my daughter's senior in college. They're like, me and Vicky ain't got anything to do. She's like, hey, uh. Finchers and uh, it was actually Anna. We're in the office. She goes, "Hey, you want to go to a bingo?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." <laughs> I mean, because you really don't have nothing else to do, and I don't want bingo people to take that the wrong way, or they will be at my house. But let's read on about this anger. And I'm just—it it was a great experience, and I'm just being funny about it. But. I think some of the people were pretty serious about it. Be angry, verse 26. Be angry and do not, let, uh, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. The reason the apostle Paul told the church in Ephesus not to let the sun go down on your anger because when you wake up, it's bitter. Oh, and I'll tell you about bitterness. Because when you get into it with somebody, whether it's your spouse or somebody in your family, you, Michelle, you learn all about who can, you know, like me and my wife still may have some spats, just tiny one, or we call it intense fellowship. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and I can be angry a lot longer than you. You know, and I'm, I'm down there. She hangs my laundry up, and I'm looking for, like, one of these cowboy shirts. It's a Pearl Snap shirt. And I was like, uh, I went upstairs, and you're hoping it shows up somewhere. Like, is it, God, can you give it to me? Because I, I don't know where it is, and I'm going to have to ask her, and I was trying to hold out. <laughs> Do it with me. Fold your hands and just get, like, get into prayer. Oh, I'm not, we're not talking at all, like, forever. 
until I need a shirt or something. <laughs> Amen? And, then, and, 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 and say this to your neighbor just so we can get it out in the open. It's stupid to act that way. And that's the Hebrew word for it. But we want to be angry because we want what we want. Tell your neighbor to quit getting up in his feelings. Because that feelings will get you in trouble every time. But the spirit, say it with me, but the spirit of the Lord will keep me focused on the things of God. Verse 28, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his hands that he may have something to share with one another in need. And let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only which is good for building up as it fits the occasion. Remember this, does it encourage somebody or does it tear them down? That it may give grace to those who hear. Grace is favor. Rise with me, I only got two, I got three verses left. I'm just going to, and what I want you to do while you're standing up is say, I got a new target in my life. I don't know what that is, relational, financial, spiritual. And, and I told the service this, I'll tell you this. Me and my wife, uh, Scheffler, we got to set new goals. We've already, we've already hit these goals. And we've set goals uh, since we've been a Christian many times to do different things. And, and God has helped us accomplish them because we've invited them in. It doesn't mean our life's perfect or anything like that, but it just means that God wants to bless his kids. And uh, if you're faithful, you'll see God help you hit these goals. I'm so happy that God's on my side. I, I'm, just, I'm just happy that, that I don't have to try to do it the way I used to do it before. Because what a, what, watch this, Franny, what a waste of time. We're gonna, and then you wake up, and then you try to make it a fresh dream, and then you get back up, and it's the same thing you tried to do the night before. You go, man, this is, this is starting to be fleeting. Verse 30, here it goes. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. That means God's wanting to do something here, and here, and here, and here, here, and everybody out there. And when he's wanting to do something in your life, don't stop him. He's wanting to speak to you. He's wanting to, to heal you. He's wanting to, to do things in your life. And when you see the Spirit of God moving, don't shut him down. So let's bring the house lights down when I bring this last part of this message because someone just confirmed that I was in the right place before they left here. Watch this. In 2023, don't be embarrassed to be a Christian. Amen. Don't watch this. And don't apologize. Don't go around apologizing to people about your bumper sticker or the way you run your house. That's the way God intended your house to be run. Yeah, we're square. We watch pure flicks. Uh, you watch pure flicks? Yep, sure do. Holy Spirit convicts you of what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. 
They're, they're, I, I have so much in my tank I could dump on you. We'd be here for a week. God wants you to know all this information. I'm not going to water it down so we can get out of here real quick. We're not going to do that today. Watch. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Two verses. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God and Christ forgave you. I'm going to tell you this right now. You don't need to keep bringing up somebody's past. I'm going to say it again until somebody says something to me. You, you ain't the judge. You're not the jury. Here's what I'm saying. Quit wasting your time bringing somebody else's sin up and start dealing with your own sin. And you can applaud if you want to. It's good preaching. Well, I think he ought to. Maybe you do think you. So here's what I'm going to leave you with. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. What does it say? The old. I'm a new creature in Christ. You can watch this class. You can trip all you want. You can get you can get your underwear in a wad. You can run around and this, that, and the other. Watch this. Paul, when I woke up today, God gave me another new day. And there isn't anything in the whole wide world I would rather do than be at church and preaching his word and meeting with his people. I love every part of it. And let's be honest, people are hard to deal with. I mean, they are. I've seen your families again, I got to tell you. So let's pray together. And I'm going to do something like Billy Graham has done for, he did for probably about 70-something years, Lubke. Just asked if anybody wanted to get saved. And if you don't want to get saved, you'll walk out of this door as lost as you were when you came in. Coming to church don't make you saved. Being Pentecostal don't mean you're saved or Baptist or Catholic or Baptocostal even. What makes you saved, Pastor Mark, is I've invited the free gift of, the, of Christ into my life and he lives in my heart. And I accept the toning work that he did at the cross at Calvary 2,000 years ago. Away with the old man, away with the old person, and invite the new spirit in. So here it is. Would you like to invite Jesus into your life today? Raise your hand if that's you. And at home too. Leave it up there. I haven't even, I haven't even looked and we're not even going to look around. I just want that to be something special between you and God today. Just raise your hand right where you're at. You don't have to worry about what anybody else is doing in this church. God's the judge. Some hands up all over the place here. It's like every time I come into heaven, it's like a revival in here. 
I want to get, I want to get, I want to get saved is what you mean. I just lifted my hand. I want, and ask him right where you're at. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to do away with the old man and let the new man come. I want to set goals for me and my family. I want to, I want to get straight. I want to get sober. I want to become a, a saint. I want to be in the army of Christ. Keep it up there, sir. I see you back there. Getting saved is the wildest thing you could do. Lisa, it's wild being saved. It's wild. Wild to be saved. It's fun to be saved. It's cool to be saved. And before you leave, brother and sister that has her hand raised to receive Jesus, I want you to, before you leave, I want you to come down here and talk to one of our pastors or deacons so we can be praying for you and help you in your next step with Christ. So church, let's applaud those who give their life to Jesus in the sanctuary here today. And here's one for the saints. And then right after this, we got a two-minute testimony we're going to share with you. So here it is for the saints. Hear me when I say this. You got you to you get rid of the old man, the old person. Get rid of the 2022 person. Leave him here at the altar right here. You remember what it was like in 2022? For some of you guys that are here today, it was a nightmare. Did you hear what I said? It was a nightmare. I'm not going to let 2022 affect my life in 2023. Watch this. Sorry. Sorry. I can't move forward and be looking for the cross if I'm constantly looking behind and somebody dragging my past up to me. I can't do it and I won't do it. Tell your neighbor, today's a new day. I want to invite you down here right after you just said that for those people who are ready to leave that mess behind. Real quick, one, two, three, bam, out of the, out of the, come on out, right here in the, right in the aisles. Get out of the pew and down to the altar. Well, I'm going to just pray for you. All right, let's pray. When you leave here, take the love of Jesus in your heart and share it. Father God, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters who are here. For those who just got saved and those who need to leave something at the altar. Lord, quite frankly, we'll just be honest with you, 2022 was a mess for some folks. We're looking to 2023, Lord God, where we're going to be serving you. We're going to read our Bibles. We're going to be praying. We're going to come to church. We're going to wear that church door out off its hinges. We're going to get in here so much. We're going to be with friends and family that love us. And we pray, Lord God, today for a sweet release of the Holy Ghost. We're going to put religion behind us too. That didn't save us. And clarity to see the cross at Calvary in our good times and our bad. 
and give you the glory today for the freedom we have in your son. And all of God's people said amen.